The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you in part by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you get a free T-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. That's W-Y-N-N for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks from cappers and betters, including the crew from the SGPN. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. We're also brought to you in part by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG, and it's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Yes, welcome in as we head to another weekend of fights. It is great to have you with us on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. I am merely the somewhat capable, somewhat lucid host. And we have championship boxing for the first time in a couple of weeks now in the United States. A world super bantamweight showdown, Angelo Leo and Stephen Fulton that will be primarily previewing WBO world title, 122-pound title fight coming up, Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut. And we're anxious to talk a lot about that, including with our guest. Reminder, by the way, however you found us through the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. If you found us on a social media link, et cetera, subscribe away to this podcast. It comes automatically to you. We primarily come your way previewing fights on the weekend. On occasion, if it is big enough, we come back around with a recap podcast on a big enough bout, depending on what it is. But you don't have to worry about trying to find us if you subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. It'll come automatically to you. You'll get the notification if you're a subscriber. So subscribe away on the show. Lots to get to about this title fight this weekend. A lot of different news. Marquise Johns, senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com, will be with me here in a little while to go over the news of the week, including we now know that Canelo Alvarez is not only fighting at the end of February, not fighting in Mexico, is fighting in the United States, and is fighting not far from where Marquise and I do this podcast and operate the website. Could be a little road trip coming up. We'll talk with Marquise uh, about that as Canelo Alvarez slated to fight now in Miami, in South Florida, at the end of February, making a mandatory WBC title defense of his 168-pound title fight. And a quick note, and I'll ask Marquise about this, and we'll go over this. Uh, stop the stop the griping. Stop the complaining about the quality of opponent. The, the man has traditionally been fighting like twice a year and some Canelo sometimes once a year, 
You're going to get him twice now within about 70 days, and you're going to get him again in another title fight in May. You're going to get three Canelo Alvarez fights in the span of about five months. Uh, and if he goes ahead and follows through, all things are equal in fights in September, you will get four Canelo fights in the span of about nine and a half months. Not all of them are going to be world-class Hall of Fame opponents. A couple of them are going to be like mandatory, stay busy, that kind of thing. But at least you're getting more action. Stop complaining about more action. I'll talk more with Marquise about that. Straight ahead in a moment, Raul Marquez will be here from Showtime, Showtime's championship boxing. The PBC on Showtime main event is Leo Fulton for the World Super Bantamweight Championship, the WBO version. That is uh, the fight he'll be on the call with, with Mauro Ronaldo, Al Bernstein, Brian Custer as the host, the whole crew on Showtime. Raul from quarantine. We keep getting all of these announcers on on uh, quarantine with the COVID nineteen guidelines and the testing. So I'm anxious to uh, to speak with him on this fight and on his career. Uh, and I want to put this uh, to Raul as well. If he could make a fight in 2021, he could just wave the magic wand and make that fight. What would that fight be and why? So we'll get that here in just a few minutes. Again, so much to get to. Reminder, find us on the website, bigfightweekend.com. We've got all the different news of all the different things going on. Uh, again, Marquise does a great job as the senior writer of keeping it updated. I help out where I can. I'm here with you on the podcast. We got a lot of big time fights that'll be coming down the pike uh, here coming at the end of this month uh, into next month. As we mentioned with Canelo being back, uh, world championship fights that'll be happening here in February and in March. Bigfightweekend.com for everything going on uh, with the sweet science. All right, much to get to. Let's get it rolling here on the podcast. Raul Marquez straight ahead. Marquise Johns a little bit later on in the program with the news of the week and more on the predictions and the gambling angles, et cetera, for our, our friends at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. All of that coming up right now. Yes, yes, yes. We are looking forward to what is going to happen at the Mohegan Sun Casino coming up. It is PBC on Showtime with championship boxing back on Saturday night, including the main event fight, a WBO 122-pound title fight coming up in the Mohegan Sun Casino. That is Angelo Leo, Stephen Fulton, a fight that was supposed to have happened last fall. It's going to be happening now. We're looking forward to it. And I look forward right now to talking with our first guest up on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. You will recognize this voice. You recognize his face, the former IBF junior middleweight title holder, world title holder himself, and Showtime sports personality Raul Marquez hops on the podcast with us. Thank you for making time with us here. Uh, I know this is going to be an exciting yeah. weekend. Good to have you. Oh, absolutely, man. Thank you for uh, the invite. And, you know, I'm here for you guys and uh, I'm excited about this weekend. Raul is particularly excited because right now he's in quarantine <laughs> and we've done many of these interviews with broadcasters, fighters, etc. in quarantine, the quarantine life. So there's only so much of the TV and trying to work out in the room and you got the COVID test and you're waiting for the COVID test to come back that you can leave the room. So we appreciate uh, that we can spend some time with you and help you pass the time in quarantine right now. I jokingly and lovingly say we're happy to help pass the time. And and let's not forget a lot of room service, a lot of room service. I feel like you, I feel like you're in when you're in quarantine, you want to be eating up the whole time, you know, because all you do is you sit there and watch TV, and then I'm I'm trying to study like you know the sure. the fighters, and then you want to eat, study more. Oh. So yeah, 
We're stuck here in the room, guys. I understand that, but he will get out at some point, and that's a good thing. All right, so this is a good place to start before we get to the fight itself. You have now been around this environment several times uh, here at the Mohegan Sun, and it's going on everywhere, all over boxing in the U.S. in particular. It's also going on in the U.K. What is this like? right now it's got to be part surreal it's got to be a mental challenge for the fighters especially but for everybody involved but i won't speak for you what is this like right now how we're how we're having to handle in the pandemic times broadcasting boxing and having these fights well i'll tell you what uh we started back in august you know as a matter of fact me barry and steve we did one of the last shows be you know, right before everything broke out you know broke uh it was in march i believe march 13th we were in uh what were we at in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Brandon yes. Lee, you guys, you Brandon guys are the Lee. trivia question yeah. because you were the That's last <laughs> ones to do a fight for like 90 days worldwide. Yeah. It's incredible. And at that point, all that week, you know, we were, in, you know, obviously in touch with, you know, the, the, you know, Gordon Hall, uh, our boss, and he was in touch with Steven Espinosa. We we're going back and forth. Are we going to have the show? Yes or no. Anyways, we ended up having that show and it was still with very limited people, just like basically the, uh, uh, some of the family members and the corner people. So uh, it was very different. You know, it was very different. And after that, we were off. Like, we were off in April, May, June, July. We didn't come back till August here at the Mohegan. And we've been here ever since then, besides the fight that we had in uh, in San Antonio when we had Tank Williams and Leo Santa Cruz. But, you know, of course, we had a big audience there. And it was limited, but it's still a big audience. But uh, it, it's it's been pretty uh, for us as broadcasters, you know. It, it's it's different. It, obviously, it's very different because it's it's just so quiet in the venue. Like last night, we were doing showbox. You know, you you could hear us doing the broadcast, and the the fighters could hear us. You know, at one point, I don't I don't know <laughs> what I said. I can't remember what what I said. He needs to do this. Uh, we were talking about the fight with uh, Mike Williams, and as soon as it was so funny that we started laughing because. I can't remember what I said, but whatever I said, as soon as I said that, one of his cornermen yelled at him the same thing that I said. And we both started <laughs> laughing about it because it was so clear. You know, if there's a crowd there, there's a big crowd, then, you know, he wouldn't have been able to hear all that. So, uh, you know, I think uh, the, the fighters, I mean, hey, you, boxing life has to keep going and uh, they're making the adjustments. Everybody's following all the right protocols. And it's something that we're living with nowadays and we have to deal with it. And, uh, we, we try to make the best out of it. That's all I can tell you. No doubt. Uh, no doubt about that. And hey, if Raul Marquez, a former world champion, is saying it, the corner should probably take it to heart on whatever he needs to be doing. It's just free <laughs> but You jog my memory on something. I remember doing a basketball, college basketball on the radio. And sometimes you're in a setting where it's a very quiet arena and there's not a lot of fans. And I remember I was doing right. a game and I'm loud, Mar Raul. I'm loud yes. as it is anyway. And the coach could hear me across the floor when I was talking about one of his players not being a good free throw shooter in basketball. Right. He says to me, later on after the game can you please not talk about him not being a good free throw shooter while he's <laughs> shooting free throws he can hear you i can hear you knock that off so i can just he, i can just on a small level relate on something he was, like that. he was calling you out huh he was calling you <laughs> it's out <laughs> it's crazy okay so one more on that and then i promise we'll move on to the fights itself oh, we're good here yes. uh here with this uh, the, the analogy I keep hearing some people bring up and I want your thought, it's a lot like sparring for the fighters in yes. the ring. It's a lot like the gym and sparring pick up on that, uh, that you almost, do you almost have to tell yourself that? Uh, I don't, well, honestly, as a fighter, uh, 
when they say sparring, I, I think they mean, mean they mean more like a gym setting. You know, like you're in a gym, you gotta. I mean, there, there's a very limited. I mean, there's really no noise. You don't hear. It's like you're in the gym, but if you want to look at it as sparring, I don't think my attitude would be like sparring because, you know, in sparring, there's days you could take off. You know, you're wearing the big gloves. You're wearing the headgear. And you, you sometimes you're working on different stuff when you're sparring. Uh, but obviously, so I don't think their mentality should be like, hey, I'm going to, it's a sparring match. But it, the, it, when they say sparring, I think I believe they mean more like, it's more like a gym setting, you know. It's not, you're not going to get the big crowds. Everything, you know, whatever corner yells or uh, the other side yells that you're going to hear, you're going to hear the broadcasters. Uh, I, that's that's how I would tell you about that. I mean, it's, it's, it's more like a gym setting and uh, they're they're not sparring. It's a real fight, obviously. Sure. Small no gloves, doubt. no headgear. And, uh, and, 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 and it means business. a lot. And, and serious, and serious, exactly. serious and business it, because yeah. world titles are on the line. Exactly. Life-changing life stuff. That's not a sparring session. You're absolutely, absolutely. right. I mean, you take a day off. You can't in sparring. You could take a day off here. You can't take a day off. You can't take a loss. You take a loss and it's going to, you know, it's your career on the line. Former IBF junior middleweight champion, world champion, uh, 41 career professional victories. Raul Marquez would know a thing or two about having his hand raised in the ring. All right, let's get to it. We've got Angelo Leo, Stephen Fulton in this uh, showdown, unbeaten versus unbeaten. We were supposed to have this back in the fall, but when Fulton tested positive for COVID-19, he was out. They found a late replacement, and Leo won the fight. So this thing's been delayed for two or three months. Now it comes around in January. You've been around the fighters a little bit right now on Zoom because again of all the social distancing and the COVID-19 guidelines but we're getting we're getting now towards the fight on Saturday night size it up for me what do you think here about this matchup Raul well honestly the, I mean I think this is a very intriguing fight I'm excited about this fight uh, and I'm gonna be honest with you if, if this fight would have happened in August you know I would I would have favored uh Fulton you know he, he even back then he was a favorite but and I would have favored him back then but now uh, that Angelo Leo is, you know, a world champion. And I think he's had more time to uh, prepare for this fight. And just, you know, automatically when you become a world champion, you have a different attitude. You, you know, you're, it's mental. You know, hey, I'm champion. And, you, and he wants to stay champion. He went, you got that title around your waist. It feels good to be called a champion. Uh, I think it's more like a 50-50 fight. But even like that, if you, as you read, you know, the odds still have Fulton a slight favorite. Uh, but like I said, I think, uh, you know, Fulton is, you know, he's a very hard guy to figure out. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a hard puzzle for uh, Angelo Leo to, to figure out because he's he's all about his footwork. You know, he moves in and out of range. He keeps you off balance. He's got really good speed. You know, when he's in trouble, he knows how to he figures it out. You know, he's got good escape routes. He knows how to get out of, uh, you know, when he's in trouble. Uh, and, you know, Leo's got his, uh, you know, work done for him. He's got a lot of. Uh, pressure because uh, Fulton has a one of those frustrating styles, you know, that you got to really take a very uh, calculating approach when you fight a guy like Angelo Leo, you know, you can't, you can't rush, but at the same time, you know, he's got to maintain a, a, a high punch output talking about Leo. He's got to, uh, to me, he's got to apply the pressure. But he's got to be smart, intelligent pressure, short, sharp combinations, good body attack. I just don't think Angelo Leo could win a fight from the outside. He did say in the fighter meetings that, you know, he feels that 
if he has to box, he could box him. But uh, I don't think he could box a guy like Fulton. No, Fulton is faster. Uh, his footwork is unbelievable. And at, at the end of the day, I just think it's it's whoever, you know, is able to execute their game plan on a round-by-round -round basis. They, they can't take off any rounds. You know, you just can't say, oh, I'm going to you know, say they win one or two rounds. No, you got to be able to execute that game plan round-by-round. Round and, and that's who's going to win the fight. And, and I think this is a legit – this is like the real-world title for – for, for uh, Angelo Leo, even though he won the world title, the vacant world title a couple of months ago against uh, uh, Tremaine Williams. But this is it right here. This is everything because, and same thing for Fulton. I feel like the winner of this fight, you know, has my blessings. You know, they have the right to call out any of the other champions or want to unify the division. And th that's how I feel about this fight. It's a very important fight for both of them. I think it's going to be fun to watch. And I'm excited. I look forward to it. I think a lot of us are excited as well. It's the first championship fight really in the U.S. on the large scale, on the worldwide scale here in 2021. It is Angelo Leo and Stephen Fulton Showtime Championship Boxing, PBC on Showtime, coming on Saturday night, 9 Eastern time. Mauro Ronaldo, the Hall of Fame analyst Al Bernstein, and one Raul Marquez, who you're hearing from right now on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, on the call of this one. And just real quick, too, a, a fairly entertaining uh, undercard, including uh, unbeaten Raiz Alim uh, and Victor Paseas, uh, the interim uh, WBA uh, championship is going to be on the line uh, in the 122-pound division as well. Um, and and Roly Romero is also in action on this fight card as well as part of the undercard in a 12-round lightweight bout uh, against Justin Paluto. So uh, you got two undercard fights to build up to this. Should be an entertaining night of championship boxing real quick here. Yeah, yeah. Two great, I mean, two great undercard fights. You know, like you were saying, Rolando Romero, uh, who we saw in his last fight against Jackson Marinez. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought uh, perhaps he didn't win the fight, but it was a close fight. He didn't look that well. He didn't look that good. And he did admit uh, in, the, in the fighter meetings that, you know, he didn't, he, he didn't want to disclose, you know, but he had some personal problems or he, he didn't feel right. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's just an excuse, but he said he's gonna right. make. Obviously, obviously, he's gonna have to make up for that. You know, whatever it was, he's gonna have to make up for that. And uh, you know, he's fighting uh, Justin Paludo, who's trained by Ronnie Shields. You know, uh, I've worked with Ronnie Shields before. Uh, you know, from Houston, Texas, great trainer. Uh, th that should be a, a good fight. You know, Paludo is a, a strong guy. He's got great boxing skills. Uh, and you know Romero, he comes to fight. I mean, he looks for the knockout. The guy, he's a he's a barn burner. He, every every punch he throws, man, he's trying to knock you out. So that that's an exciting fight. And then of course, Raiz Salim against Victor Pasias. Raiz Salim, uh, we, you know, we had him last time too. Uh, he's looked very impressive. You know, he's a good uh, fighter. That you know, he 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 fights both ways. You know, he likes to box, and if he's got to attack, you know, he's in there in the pocket. I love what I see from him uh, with Victor Pasillas, a guy that's just coming off a big win on uh, on Fox. I believe it's on Fox, yeah, against uh, Encarnacion. That was a yep. good win for him. Pasillas had a decorated amateur career. This guy is hungry. He wants to prove himself. It's a great opportunity for both of them, those guys, Pasillas and Aline, because the winner could probably fight the winner of Leo and Fulton, too. So uh, action fight, uh, fight card, uh, three good fights. Uh, on Showtime Championship Boxing, and I'm looking forward to covering it with, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame broadcast crew, you know, with, like you said, Al Bernstein and yep. Brian Custer and 
Mamma Mia, Mauro Ronaldo. <laughs> so I'm excited to be on that. And uh, hey, it's going to be a great night of boxing. Yeah, no doubt about that coming up on Showtime Saturday. All right, so a fun one because we're just getting into 2021. If I said to you right now, realistically, give me a realistic fight. You can wave the magic wand, Raul Marquez, and okay. this fight okay. will happen. Give me one you want to see, whether it's a month from now, six months from now. Make it happen, please. What fight is that fight for 2021? What would you say? I think the fight that I, I want to see happen uh, would have to be uh, Tank Davis. Okay, Javante Davis against Ryan Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and I think, I th you know what? I really believe both, both guys want it. Uh, they, they really want the fight, and I really think it's going to happen. I really think that fight will happen. It's a very interesting fight. I, I don't really think they both, it, it's very sellable. I don't think they each of them need to fight anybody else. You know, they, they need to just go right at it. You know, why let it, why let it marinate so long? You know, you don't, you don't want that. You know, just... I think the public wants to see it. Uh, I want to see it. Uh, it, it. It'll be a good fight. It, it's a good pay-per-view event. It's a huge pay-per-view event. Sure. You know, Ryan Garcia has a big following. And and so, Javante Davis, I mean, every time he's fought on pay-per-view and or where he's fought, you know, when we had him in, up in Maryland and we fought in Atlanta, you know, big crowds, you know, he's got a big following and all the... You know, all the movie stars come out for him and, the you know, the the, the athletes and the, the rappers and all that. So he, they both are very well known. They're young. They're hungry. They want to prove themselves. And, and we got to have that fight, man. We got to have it. I, I love it. I hope it can happen in 2021. We know what the realities are with Davis being with Premier Boxing Champions and being aligned with with uh, Showtime and with Fox and, and PBC and Garcia is obviously aligned with Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy, but we got to have a way for that to start coming together in 2021 and have these bigger fights if that's the case. And the thing about Davis is that knockout, uh, and I know Garcia got a one-punch body punch knockout on Luke Campbell in January, mm -hmm. and we can't take anything away from that. But that right. knockout by Tank Davis still resonates three months later with fight fans and even casual uh, fight fans as a spectacular knockout. And, and so was... you can capitalize on that, Raul, in terms of marketing this thing. That was a heck of an uppercut. That was an all-time uppercut, right? That was that was brutal. That was brutal. You know, I, I, uh, I honestly, I didn't expect that. You know, uh, uh, actually, Leo Santa Cruz, you know, was having his way at, at times. You know, at times he was catching uh, Tank Davis, and you know that he he set him up. He set him up. Obviously, Tank Davis, you know, he's smart. He's experienced. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he wanted to do. And 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 if you go watch, see the replay where he's kind of blocking. You know, Santa Cruz is on the ropes, and he kind of blocks a couple of shots, and maybe he gets caught with a shot. Talking about uh, Tank Davis gets caught, and then he ducks, and then bam, he rips it, and he and that was it. He, he set him up really good. He Did you he, he ever hit anybody in your career with a punch like that where it was just, I don't remember off the top of my head, but you would remember. Did you ever hit, not necessarily an uppercut, somebody with what would be described as a perfect knockout punch? And if so, what is that like? We don't know what's that like. what that's like. You fought at the highest level. What yeah. is that like when you connect with I, something like that? I tell you what, it was like more of a crossroads fight. You know, we were two up-and-coming prospects, uh, we fought on USA Tuesday night fights at the Cowtown, Cowtown Coliseum in in, uh, in Dallas Fort Worth, the Stockyards the, in Texas, right? It was me. I, I want to say I was like thirteen and zero, maybe fifteen and zero, something like that. And I fought Alex Reels, 
who ended up fighting. He, Alex Rios ended up fighting for the middleweight title. He fought uh, maybe Quincy Taylor mm-hmm. uh, or Julian uh, the Hawk. Well, one of them guys. I, I don't know. But anyways, uh, Alex Rios was, was like 15 and one or something like that. So it was one of those fights like, you know, the, the winner's going to keep moving up. The loser, you know, is probably going to take, you know, work himself back up or whatever. It was on USA Tuesday Night Fights. And I hit Alex with a one, two, and then my right hook jab lead bam right on the chin right and that was it and i felt that i knew <laughs> when i hit him it was done he was out and the the funny thing about it is we found the Carlton coliseum his entrance and i always tell the story about i've said it so many times on his end you know when he's coming to the corner he came in on a horse he, he was on a horse <laughs> so guess what he went back out on a horse <laughs> he went back out on a horse yeah it was a it was a brutal knockout, man. I put him to sleep. It was, you know, left-handed jab. Now, now I got to look. Now I got to yeah. look for YouTube of, yes. of my man Raul Marquez putting Rios to sleep and the horse and the entrance and the whole thing. I got to look for this and see if there's video to, to back if it you up. I find, love it. I love I, you it. might want to. Yeah, you might want to look it up on uh, USA Tuesday nights. Uh, maybe when they did, you know, the the, the they had their last show. Remember, and right. they did like a thing, uh, memories of USA Tuesday night fights. Blah blah. I think it's on there. That's why the last time I man. saw it, it was on there. And that yeah. and that's easily been 20 years ago, right? 15, yeah. 20 years ago. Oh, but yeah, you remember sure. that right hook like it was last night, right? When you land Abs- a punch like that. Absolutely. Yeah. You and you know, you just it was it was pinpoint. It was so accurate. It was right on his chin, man. And I I, I when I connected with that shot, I said he, he that's a good shot. And and I saw him falling that city, he ain't gonna get back up. And yeah, he he was out, man. He was out for a while. He was out and so that's the story <laughs> well, about the horse. Yeah, The yeah. horse is great, too. Signature moment. Yes. And I hope you're right with your magic wand that we get Gervonta Davis uh, down the road here in Ryan Garcia, maybe in 2021, as well as some of these other fights. We do know what we have. We have Angelo Leo, Stephen Fulton, uh, 12 rounds, WBO World Championship Super Bantamweight Division, a fight that has been delayed again since last fall uh, because of COVID-19. It has been a few months in the making. We get it on right. Saturday night as part of Showtime Championship Boxing. Looking forward to it. Raul Marquez, you're great to be with us. Good luck in the quarantine life for the next day or two, depending on when <laughs> yes. they're hearing us, till we get to Saturday night. Can't wait right. for Saturday night, right? And a championship fight card and a championship fight, right? One more time. We're loving it. Oh, I'm, I'm pumped up, man. We had a great show last night on Showbox. There were two excellent fights. You know, I worked with Barry Tompkins and Steve Farhood, another legendary Hall, Hall of Fame crew. And I love working with these guys because, you know, hey, you know, Barry Tompkins, who doesn't know Barry Tompkins, man? <laughs> Barry Tompkins is like love my him. mentor. Yeah, I mean, he's my mentor. Me and Barry go way back. He, me, Barry covered me back in my uh, amateur days when I was on the national team in the Olympic Festival. And he covered me in other amateur fights. And then Farhood, he, he covered me when he we worked for uh, KO Magazine. You that's know, right. Ring, oh, no, yeah, KO Magazine. So that's how back and for me to be working with those guys now, it's man, it's a, it's an honor for me to be with them guys. And then this Saturday, make sure you guys tune in. Showtime Championship Boxing, three great fights, Angelo Leo. And Stephen Fulton, you don't want to miss that one. That's that's going to be the fight of the night. And and don't be surprised if Raiz Salim and Victor Pasilla steal the night. That's a, that that might be a barn burner. Those guys are going to fight. They, they, they're going to come. At, they're going to hey. fight each other. So hey, you can't go wrong. Make sure you yeah. tune in. Join join uh, us on um you know Mauro Ronaldo, Brian Custer, and Al Bernstein and myself. 
I'm excited, man. I'm pumped up. Tell, I'm pumped up already. I can tell. And we haven't had championship fights. And I know you had Showbox during the week for a couple of weeks. We are jonesing. We are wanting this. We're craving this. We're starving for this. So we're looking Salivating. Forward. Salivating. Salivating. We, we love it. I love all of this. Raul, you did great with us. Thank you for hopping on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. We look forward to seeing you and the whole Showtime crew on Saturday night for Leo Fulton. Thank you, sir. Great job. My pleasure. Anytime. Let's talk about our friends at WinBet. Do you want to win a $500 risk-free bet? Well, you can get that right now just by signing up through Sports Gambling Podcast and our partnership with WinBet. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N to find out more information on WinBet. Currently online in New Jersey, Colorado, and Michigan coming soon with more states on the way. You've got an opportunity again to get a risk-free bet with our friends at WinBet, and we'll be telling you more about the WinBet lines on Three Dog Thursday for the divisional round of the playoff games coming up in a little bit. Also, you've got a chance with your first win bet to get a free t-shirt from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Just screenshot that first bet with WinBet and email it to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and get a free SGP merchandise t-shirt. Again, screenshot your first bet with WinBet to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Get free t-shirts from us when you make that first bet with WinBet. Again, if WinBet isn't active in your state, you still get the free shirt just by referring a friend to it as well. So again, take advantage. Find out more. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash win. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. We are also brought to you in part by Better Than Vegas. It's an all-new, completely free website sharing thousands of handicapping videos. It's like YouTube, but it's for what the DGENs only care about. Of course, the DGENs only all part of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the network fleet of shows. The best part is you get to watch all the video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast network crew and what they're posting exclusively over on Better Than Vegas. They cover all sports, the NFL, college football, college basketball nba will be here soon as well if the free video picks aren't enough they're giving away cash one thousand dollars to the handicapper that wins the most units and a thousand dollars to the handicapper that has the most followers make sure you subscribe on the sports gambling podcast network page sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv better than vegas btv sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv so you don't miss out on any of these videos head over to better than dot vegas that's better than dot vegas to see more we're also brought to you in part by better edge the stock exchange for sports bets that allows you to buy and sell betting positions live like the stock market and the best part is it allows you to bet with no vig since you're buying positions from other sports bettors and there is no house you can play for money in 40 states and they're doing weekly college basketball contests right now we're talking tons of hoops from here on out here on three dog thursday and on wednesday and saturday pay 10 bucks to enter and each user starts with a balance of $1,000 in edge coins to wager on the games. The player with the highest earnings takes the entire pool of entry fees. It's like a battle royal winner take all. Find the link under the competitions tab to get in for just 10 bucks. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use our promo code SGP. Get that free $10 bet as well. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Promo code SGP. 
And if you've ever thought of owning your own sportsbook but you didn't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start it up. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They've got top-notch customer service going 24-7, some of the sharpest lines in the industry, and plus... Ace Per Head also has live betting and a great mobile experience. You can get started today. Ace is offering six weeks free, by the way. Go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP to find out more. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Indeed, we are back in once again here. This is your one stop that you need for everything boxing. No matter if it's inside the ring, fights being made, fights being canceled, a historical perspective, all of it. It's the Big Fight Weekend podcast, bigfightweekend.com. And we love the insight of this man. It has been an interesting week for a lot of reasons, but thank God we've got a championship world title fight to look forward to coming up. Marquise John, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com. First and foremost, how are you as we head towards the weekend, sir? Pretty good, TJ. Great to have fights for once this weekend after a long layoff and asking boxers what's their favorite food as we all wait for action to come on this weekend. Yeah, so it's been three weeks since we've had any kind of championship fight in North America, and that's rare. Usually January is a slower month, but it's rare to go three weeks without one, but we have one for this weekend. Uh, again, a lot of fun talking with Raul Marquez. They're in the bubble in Showtime's uh, case at the Mohegan Sun Casino on the Premium Pay Network in the United States. Premier Boxing Champions has this fight as they get ready with this fight card interesting that Raul said to us before we get to Leo and Fulton the undercard fight Raiz Alim and Victor Pasillas uh, kind of an eliminator title fight that one Raul was kind of propping it up Marquise that that one may be as intriguing as the main event Leo and Fulton your thoughts on what Raul told us Absolutely, TJ, and I agree with Raul on that, actually, mainly because Basia has been making an emergence last fall as well. He's fighting on the bubble show on PBC, and he just eliminated the, one, the last guy he was in that competition with. And Alim, in his last fight on Showtime, which was in the bubble on the first go-around, uh, originally in last fall, uh, did the same thing as well. And two guys, TJ, just going at each other, and that's be expecting that's going to happen in this cold main event, actually. And I'm not, actually, I'm, I'm going to one-up you, actually, TJ. I may think this fight may still the night over the main event. Interesting. And Pasillas has been, you wrote about this on the website. Pasillas has been saying this week in the media buildup, I'm coming right at him. Look for fireworks. I mean, there's no pretense here uh, of what the strategy is. He's going to come at uh, Aleem and Aleem better be ready. We'll see. I mean, sometimes you build these things up and it's a dud. But, yeah. but we're kind of feeling like right now there might be a lot of action in the co-feature fight Saturday night PBC Showtime, right? One more time. Absolutely, TJ. If two, if two guys are going at it, wait to say they want to go for a stoppage. And it's always great to hear that as opposed to say, hey, I'm going to pick my spots or wait around to see if the, if the opportunity arises. That just is, is cold word for uh, nothing's going to happen. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to this on Saturday night with this co-main event. All right. So we'll get to the main event, Leo and Fulton, a little bit later on here and what Marquise's thoughts are, predictions are. Some news of the week. I mentioned all the way back at the beginning of the podcast, we now have a firm date, yes, that we really basically knew, February 27th for Canelo Alvarez's next fight. And now we have the site. Very intriguing that it's in Miami. Hard Rock Stadium, the home of the Miami Dolphins, uh, the place that just hosted the uh, the college football playoff championship game here uh, in the U.S. between uh, Alabama and Ohio State. 
Um, this is an outdoor facility where they can have fans socially distanced, probably have about 15,000, 12 to 15,000 that are there socially distanced. Marquise, to you, very interesting is what I'm saying. What do you have to say, and how surprised are you that this fight is not in Texas, which they had, they had had the last Canelo fight there. They've had several fights in Texas. Instead, it comes to the Sunshine State. I'm actually glad it's here, TJ, but it's, it's actually here, honestly, TJ, because they have nowhere else to go. I think happened earlier this week. I want to say either late this weekend or the week before. Texas is back on lockdown in terms of having fans and attendance and crowds. So the only place that has uh, you can have fans and attendance and crowds is here. And obviously they couldn't choose Raymond James Stadium for one reason or another because Herman was already in Miami last week uh, trying to organize this for the Hard Rock. So he's going to be playing down there, TJ, where, you know, the uh, Dolphins were losing in front of about 13,000 people for the most part during the season. <laughs> so that's where Canelo will be for his fight against uh, Anvi Yildrum. Uh, obviously, it's a WBC mandatory opponent. It's not the uh, – on paper, it's horrendous. I think, TJ, I want to say some, some odds had this already Canelo negative 5 to negative 10,000 already. That's not going wow. to change. But – we all knew this going in. It's it's what we expected from this fight. And it's, it's a fight that's going to get out of the way. That way, the next fight for Canelo can be a big one, preferably a unification, and more than likely, TJ, because Canelo signed a two-fight deal with this announcement with Matchroom. That next fight, the only person left on Matchroom at 168 is Billy Joe Saunders. So that's the next fight coming right. afterwards. The unbeaten Brit, the, the WBO version of the champion. And of course, Canelo just beat another Englishman in uh, Callum Smith in December in Texas. Interesting point you make about Texas. Also interesting on the timing on how the COVID-19, the guidelines or whatever lines up. Dallas Cowboys get done with their season. The Cotton Bowl is played uh, in college football between Oklahoma and Florida. They make up the, the, uh, the Rose Bowl had to have a new site for Alabama to play Notre Dame instead of them playing in Pasadena. They played at Jerry's World in Arlington, Texas. Once all that's out of the way, okay, now we can go back on lockdown <laughs> in January, how that how that works. So no boxing with fans in Texas, but for now, for now, as we're talking mid-January, it can happen uh, in Florida. And, and Hearn has done, as you mentioned, some promotions a year ago at this time around the Super Bowl. He had a matchroom show uh, with Demetrius Andrade as the, yes. as the main event down in South Florida. So this is not unfamiliar territory. And Canelo is obviously the big draw as well. And as I, again, I reiterate what I said earlier in the podcast, for those complaining that this is not much of an opponent or not much of a fight, you're getting him for the second time in about 75 days, 70, 75 days, somewhere around there when he has this fight. So that's, uh, I, I got to say that we're thumbs up on that, on him being more active. Absolutely, TJ. And, it, and if, the, if the best fighter pound for pound in the sport is being more active, that's going to trickle down to every single other fighter wanting to fight more during this year, let alone if it be a, a stay-busy opponent or an actual championship fight. But if he creates more action and from the top, it always trickles down to the bottom. And I'm, I am all for this, TJ. I want him to fight four or five times this year if, I, if, it, if it's feasible and financially possible. But in the meantime, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with this fight with Yildirim like everybody else. And the other component here is he is still aligned at the moment with the DAZN streaming service. They are subscription-based monthly. They're going to offer this fight again via their air quotes pay-per-view streaming offer where you pay $49.95 for the fight. And oh, by the way, you also get March and April for DAZN streaming purposes for the other fights that will happen after the Canelo date at the end of February. There's strategy involved here because, again, if he comes right back and fights at the beginning of May, that's another hook to get more DAZN subscribers. And he seems, Canelo, to be going along with that mentality right now. 
the, because he obviously is going to make a percentage of whatever it's in the deal of whatever new subscribers they get, whoever buys the pay-per-view, et cetera, whatever you want to call it, Canelo's going to make more money. So you've got a fighter actively invested in, hey, if I fight more frequently and they get more subscribers because of it, I will make more money because of it. And that, none of that is a bad thing right now. Not at all. Not at all, TJ. And uh, I will admit, though, that the back end of it, of, of getting a months of the zone subscription kind of feels like, you know, when you used to get like electronics and a mail-in rebate and hope for the money back. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's an option available for, to them. And at least with the zone starting next month and in March, they will have more fight cards as opposed to they had those who bought this in December and got three months and were stuck with January watching darts and snooker. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but... They will have fights. They will have fights in March and February for sure. That's that's guaranteed at least. That is the voice of Marquise John, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com. I am merely your somewhat competent host, TJ Reeves, as we hang out on the Big Fight Weekend podcast for a few more minutes. All right, some other news, uh, including IBF featherweight champion Josh Warrington. Or wait a minute, should I say former? IBF featherweight champion Josh Warrington from over in England who decided I don't want to be the IBF featherweight champion anymore earlier this week. Marquise, tell me more about what's going on and the controversy because he was looking to have a title defense and now you can't really call it a title defense because he doesn't have the title anymore. He decided to vacate. Absolutely, TJ. And it went from being a fight originally scheduled with a Cam Zoo, uh, for unification, supposedly in April, that fell through. It was supposed to happen actually this week, actually in March, that fell through as well. So in the meantime, uh, the fine folks over at uh, TGB PBC uh, took a purse bid out for his IBF uh, mandatory defense against Kid Galadad, a guy he didn't want to face anyway for the second go around. Because let's be honest, TJ, a lot of folks forget in 2019, that was a fight arguably Kid Galahad may have won, but won but lost by split decision. And he was looking for his rebound on this, but if you look at any notes going back to it, he wanted no part of this rematch. To compound that with the fact that uh, Eddie Hearn didn't win the purse bid for it and PBC won it for a quality 50 grand courtesy of Dan Raffel. Uh, <laughs> nothing says a title Let's fight. say that again. All right, so they the IBF put this to a purse bid uh, because nobody agreed to step up and say, I want to promote the uh, the Warrington Galahad fight out of hand before it get you know go ahead and put me down. So it goes to purse bid, and apparently TGB Promotions goes ahead and says we'll bid fifty thousand dollars for this, and got got the rights to fight. That is the equivalent of a McDonald's Happy Meal in the boxing world. They got this fight for, and Warrington uh, Warrington and Eddie Hearn and Matchroom Boxing obviously recoiled and said, "Uh-uh, we're not doing this because now you're going to lowball my fighter. We'll just drop the IBF belt, and he's probably going to fight China's Zhu Khan anyway." Um, as it turns out, without a championship is what looks like it will happen. But this is very interesting maneuvering from Hearn, Matchroom, and Warrington. We just won't be the IBF world champion anymore. We're not fighting that fight. It's pretty interesting, TJ, that they're just tossing this belt to the, to, to the pretty much essentially the wayside. And it's like, all right, you guys do what you want with this thing, just to fight, make this fight happen uh, later on down the line. Also, what's weird about this as well, TJ, without, that, that still kind of puzzles me a little bit. Like, this seems to be a process with a lot of these fighters that when they switch over from signing with Queensbury from Frank Warren over the matchroom. Like usually if they have any prior title reign or anything they got in Warren, they usually kind of drop it, ditch it, or act like it didn't exist. It's weird. It's a weird revisionist history on that. But uh, Warrington still has the uh, the, the uh, one, uh, number one position in the ring magazine rankings. So next fight he has will be for that ever so elusive ring title. You, as you know, TJ, that was what uh, 
Tyson Fury was having for a while in his fights as well. I mean, it's not an actual title, but it's a label. So he has that going on for him. And it's the cool, we'll it's the cool looking belt with the uh, the yellow, uh, whatever that is, fluff ruffles and the white and the whole thing and the and the gold. The uh, the ring magazine is is legendary, but I don't know how legendary worldwide the championship is. The ring. Uh, linear champion but anyway um so the the ring recognition yeah. there has some uh, uh, bearing on that hey just one name to throw out while we're talking uh, featherweights and guys moving up emmanuel navarrete of mexico having moved up to featherweight having won one version of the title as well that might be an interesting name in the mix for the ibf belt again he's controlled by top rank boxing Will PBC swoop in? What Gary Russell also has a version of the featherweight title too, the WBC belt, and he's a PBC fighter. I'm just yeah. saying, keep an eye on our guy Navarrete, right? To maybe get in the mix as a unified situation with the IBF belt. You buy that? I do buy that, TJ. And, he's, it, and Navarrete, at least at 126, is the one guy we can actually count on being an active fighter. At least, I mean, uh, your, your choice, TJ. Uh, waiting on Navarrete to fight or waiting on Gary Russell once every 365 years. So, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. And, and besides, Gary Russell has a mandatory sub already with Ray Vargas. That's already in house. So, and we, the day Gary, Gary Russell fights twice in a year will be the day that we may say the world comes to an end. So not that, not, now that that's out of the way, uh, it, we'll see how that what works out with the IBF belt. But yes, essentially, it's going to be taken by somebody. Someone has to face Kid, Kid Galadad for it, and we'll see who it is. All right, we'll find that out. Again, we'll get to the Leo Fulton analysis and prediction from Marquise in just a moment. One other note you want to put out there, Clarissa Shields, arguably the most prominent female fighter in the sport, certainly the most prominent female fighter in North America in the United States. They've announced that she is back in action. Marquise, you wrote about this on BigFightWeekend.com. Tell me more about uh, Clarissa Shields, when we're seeing her next, the circumstance, all of it. Go ahead. Absolutely, TJ. She's fighting on uh, International Women's Day, March 5th, uh, against uh, Marie Declare. It's her unification bout, finally, that taking place in her hometown of Flint at the uh, Dort Center, a place where actually she should have fought last year, TJ, uh, but happened with everything with her with her, with her trainer uh, and, and uh, that whole uh, Ivana Habsen debacle where that where he got his her trainer got knocked out. And it's, it's that same location. And what's going to happen with that fight also, TJ, is that it's not on Showtime, not on like local uh, cable. It's going to be on Fight TV and via pay-per-view. And it's an all-women's pay-per-view it's via via that, that that streaming service. Uh, the one thing that I thought would be interesting about that, TJ, is I wonder how the promotion for that pay-per-view is going to be set up on International Women's Day, trying to play off of that in terms of actually making it happen uh, as an actual mainstream thing. Because outside of that surface, TJ, it's not one that people are just going to Hey, Shields fighting. Uh, where's it at? And you got to dig for fight TV. It's 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 kind of a hunt. <laughs> you gotta you gotta look for it. And again, Clarissa Shields moving up in weight here. She has the four championships at her division, which I believe is junior middleweight. She's gonna move yeah. up here to middleweight. And what do we know? Uh, I mean, obviously Marie uh, Eve DeCare is uh, DeCare. If if I got that right. Uh, is uh, is the unified champion in the one division up? Is she a legit threat for Shields, who's unbeaten and a former U.S. Olympian here in this fight in March? I know we got some time between they between now and when they actually fight, but is this someone that can threaten Clarissa Shields if not beat her? Even though she has a couple of titles, we we wonder about that. Uh, yeah, we do, TJ, and I don't. I don't think she does actually. What it is with her is that she's a, a Canadian out, out of Quebec who has has a title for has a title for a while, but she also hasn't fought also since late 2018, early 2019. So wow. she should be fighting on a two. Which is the one thing that Shields' problem with, with, with her, of course, getting all these belts. She's getting all these belts, TJ, but the opposition she is facing 
in terms of opposition, as I tell you all the time, very favorable and <laughs> and very uh, at this point limited as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm, honestly, TJ, until Clarissa Shields faces Savannah Marshall, it's kind of like all right, there's another one. <laughs> all right, so we'll keep an eye on Clarissa Shields' March show. So plenty of news, BigFightWeekend.com. Let's get back to Angelo Leo, Stephen Fulton. Uh, this is the WBO 122-pound world title fight. Raul Marquez gave us some insight. Give us some more insight, please, Marquise. What are you looking forward to out of this fight? I'm looking forward to seeing, TJ, how Angel Leo is going to attack the body of Stephen Fulton. The one thing with Stephen Fulton, as we all know, despite what's supposed to happen back in last August, and he got he, he put up because of COVID. The one thing that uh, when I spoke to Jamel Herring about this ad nauseum was when his fight against Jonathan Okendo, he mentioned that his stamina was a, a, a huge factor uh, in that fight against Okendo, and it, and it kind of played out after the fact. It also didn't help that Okendo was headbutting him to death as well in that fight, too. So... Uh, I want to see how Fulton's going to react to that. Both guys are counter punchers as well, TJ. So this isn't one of those fights where it's going to be rock'em sock'em robots either. So one guy, one guy's going to have to move first for the other guy to counter. So I'm looking for those two things to be in action. But I really think as this TJ, I'm looking forward to, to Leo to retaining on this one on the upset. About that. And Leo again won the fight after finding out that Fulton was COVID-19 positive, beat Tremaine Williams on short notice. Williams was already supposed to fight on the undercard. They plugged him in to fight Angelo Leo. He dominated that fight. So uh, Angelo Leo, by the way, is the underdog in this one, despite being the champion. He's plus 135. And Marquis says already that's tasty, right, on the uh, on the gambling odds here for our friends at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. They might want to take a strong look at Angelo Leo plus 135, Stephen Fulton minus 165 if you're laying down uh, money on this one. But you you like Leo maybe here as the outright winner as the underdog on the money line. I do like TJ uh, uh, Leo on the upset, mainly because of the competition that uh, Fulton's facing is why he's he's considered the favorite on this one. And I, I do think, however, a lot of folks are looking at the fight that Leo had against uh, Tremaine Williams against Mighty Midget on short notice and, and are, are putting that into the fact that it's like, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. I just think that Leo will rise up to the, to the level of competition for this fight, which I think will make this honestly teach one of the easier plays you'll make if you're looking for an easy underdog to pick for this ah, very nice and again the under over uh being set by the odds makers a couple of different places online etc uh will be at 10 and a half rounds you buying that uh that seems about right because it, it seems as though that raul was kind of hinting at this neither one of these guys big time knockout artists maybe leo little harder puncher 10 and a half rounds you, you, you're saying thumbs up. That's about where it should be here on the under over. Yeah, I think it's going to go to distance, TJ. So, and, and, and as you know, us being here in Florida, uh, my Gator map says the bigger number east, the smaller number, which is 12. So I'm, I'm going to go with the over on that. <laughs> I love the Gator math. Chomp, chomp uh, on that. Uh, again, Showtime PBC show for Saturday night. Uh, World Super Bantamweight title bout. Angelo Leo, Stephen Fulton, and we're anxious for that one. And again, we've got more title fights coming in the subsequent weeks that we're anxious to see more about. Uh, interested in Caleb Plant, Caleb Truax, the two Calebs that will be uh, battling next weekend in the PBC on Fox Card. That one in Los Angeles. And then after that, we've got more action in February with Jojo Diaz. Is he going to have an opponent or not? They're trying to find him an opponent. For his junior lightweight, his IBF junior lightweight title fight uh, in February. You wrote this week about Joe Smith Jr. Uh, fighting uh, Maxim Vlazov. 
That will be a light heavyweight eliminator for the WBO. That's coming in February. We get Adrian Broner allegedly back in February. We got all kinds of fights and fight cards coming, fans, uh, here. So it's good to have Leo and Fulton to get us through this week. Caleb Plant will be talking about next week. It's all starting to come back around here for the fights one more time, Marquise. Absolutely, TJ. Fight season's finally here, TJ, for 2021, and I'm looking forward to all of it. Even even the Battle of the Cubs next week, which on paper doesn't sound great, but should be all right as a whole on Fox uh, for main TV for free Fox. Also looking forward to uh, later on down the line, uh, as you mentioned before, that JoJo Diaz fight. I think his fight with Romanoff is back, back on again. He tested negative on the second test go around. Also, um, whenever they uh, schedule for it later on this year, the Jerron uh, Boots Ennis contest against uh, Sergey Lipinets, who did not look good at all and may have lost debatably against Custo Colayton. And I'm really thinking that that will take place uh, sometime in, uh, in May or April. So I'm looking forward to all those fights, DJ. And, um, and at bigfightweekend.com, we'll keep an eye up of all of them. Well, and Ennis, obviously, in his last fight, ended up having a no contest because of a headbutt. So they got to get that cleared up because he suffered a cut in that fight. So we'll see what happens with Boots Ennis, unbeaten fighter from Philadelphia at 147 pounds, welterweight division, loaded, loaded with big-time stars and fights. All right, so one more time for the fans that are out there. They need to be reading the website, preview mode, recap mode, even historical perspective of the biggest fights, Marquise. Uh, sell them one more time on not just the podcast, but the website, please. Absolutely, TJ. Bigfightweekend.com, your source for all boxing news, past, present, current, and future. Uh, looking forward to also, TJ, our local kid in town, uh, middle, uh, welterweight prospect, Mark Reyes Jr. here out of Tampa is in action on Showbox next month against Francisco Bochica. That's going to be a fun one. That's also the main event next month that they just announced as well. Uh, looking forward to seeing, speaking with him about that and also getting his perspective on how he comes up the ranks. Yep. Lots of young fighters that we keep track of. Historical perspective on fights, all of it on Big Fight Weekend. Marquise, thank you. Enjoy Leo and Fulton on Showtime, PBC on Showtime, premium uh, cable for this weekend. Many more fights to cover and go over, not just on the website, but on the podcast. Thank you for the time here, my friend. Thanks a lot, TJ, for having me on as always. Love Marquise Johns, love Raul Marquez from the Showtime broadcast. He and Mauro Ranallo and Al Bernstein will call the card, the three-fight card, Saturday night here in the United States. Again, uh, subscribe to this podcast, however you found it, uh, wherever you found it, via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, subscribe. SportsGamblingPodcast.com is great to us and the Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows, but if you subscribe, it comes automatically to you in the preview mode for the weekends. And sometimes we're here as well with bonus editions with recaps of the biggest fights uh, that are going on, a recap version of the podcast, but we're always here in the preview mode. Rest assured for that, it'll come automatically to you if you subscribe. For now, we are done. Enjoy all the action this weekend. Read up on the website. We thank you for being with us on the BigFightWeekend.com podcast.